Hey everyone, welcome to Little Rock Games podcast, A Study in Games. This week we're talking about Lily's Garden by Tactile Games. We're excited to talk about it. It's the second entry in our series of mobile game study games. <laughs> and we're ready to talk. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Brad. I'm Tanner. I'm Olivia. And I'm Rami. And we're here today, as I already said, to talk about Lily's Garden. Lily's Garden is a mobile game that combines uh, elements of Match 3 with visual storytelling. And um, I guess we should start by going around and talking about the things we thought were most interesting, sort of our first take. Mm -hmm. My first take is that this game was super addicting and I had trouble not playing it. You want to talk uh, about why you picked it? <laughs> yes. I picked it because of the crazy ad campaign that had tons of sexual innuendo. And I'll come back to that and talk a lot more about it. But for now, just know that the ad campaign describes only very slightly what actually happens in the game. It's pretty much like clickbait. Yeah. But and that's okay. And it's spoilery, but not yes. in a weird, funny way. Exactly. Um, I also found it pretty addicting. I just, right out of the gate, I liked it better than I thought I would. I think it is, for what it is, I think it's really well done. And we can talk about uh, all the reasons why. Um, but it's also kind of evil in its own way at being that good at it. Uh, and I think those are important uh, elements of it. Yeah, I found the uh, the early levels, as in like the first like twenty to forty, uh, to be pretty engaging. Um, and then after that, I had a pretty sharp like drop off, and like okay, I'm not really having that much fun when I'm playing this anymore. Uh, and we we can get into that as well. Uh, but it's kind of what I would expect from this kind of game. And also, uh, it felt like it came a little too early. Like I expected to be drawn in a lot longer before I reached that point. So mm -hmm. I had really low expectations for this <laughs> game. I mean, I really expected it to be 100% those sort of clickbaity ads. And it was just, it was just enough of a game to say that it was a game so that they could get people to spend money on it. But it wasn't really that at all. It was a lot better than I expected, and it did some actually interesting things. But yeah, it's we can talk about that for a minute. But <laughs> it's just so better than I expected and bizarre. Yeah, um, I liked it. I think it did a lot more than it did a lot more in this genre than I thought it should, or it really had to do. Um, but I just happen to not really enjoy this sort of genre. So like I, I get what they're going for and I support them in doing it, but it wasn't really for me. Yeah. So I'm just out of curiosity. So when you, when you think of the, when you say the genre, are you, do you mean mostly the, the th match three puzzler? Yes. So you mean things that anchor there? Yeah. They're basically saying, let's take a match three and then let's just build some stuff. Yeah. But basically, you're always playing a match three. Right. Okay. And so for you, that's that's a the match three is not a really enjoyable. No. <laughs> What's interesting about that though is it was almost it felt like there were two very separate games going yeah. on that you could play in parallel or not. Yep. 
Um, because I got way, because you essentially the way it works is there's just a linear narrative story. I mean, you can do different things in different order, but really it's just a linear story. But in order to progress through the story, you have to spend stars that you get from doing puzzles. It's a pretty familiar setup for a lot of these games, but it just felt such like a distinct divide between the two. I found myself just spending time just doing puzzles for a while and then just doing the story for a while. Yep. And it felt like two separate games, which was interesting. But it, I think it's it's designed to play in that kind of way, right? So, I think so, yeah. Because a lot of the, the metagame, right? Um, and again, we've talked about this some already with Game of Sultans and other things. Although Game of Sultans weirdly was like, all in some ways all metagame. Right. <laughs> like, like there's yeah. no central mechanic. It's just mm-hmm. all... Um, in this case, I felt like the central mechanic was the match three and all of the things they kind of, the variations that they kind of play on that tune, right? But then this, what's interesting to me is that the story in some ways is like metagame, right? It's like, it's like all of it is being pasted on top. But, but I feel like the way that they structured the infinite lives, so, yeah. so you would, to get the stars, right, you play the, the match threes. And this is, again, for people who haven't played it. But you have only four hearts, which are each time you lose a level, you lose a heart. And so after four hearts, then you have to wait to rebuild hearts in order to play anymore. Or you can give them money. Um, But they have rewards that give you infinite lives. And so if you get one of those rewards, you get, say, a half hour or an hour where you can just keep playing levels over and over. And at least for me, I didn't want to waste those, those opportunities. So as soon as I would get them, I'd be like, okay, I guess I'm playing puzzles for an hour because I'm not going to waste this time. So does that make sense? So I feel like it, it's designed for you to be like, okay, here's my puzzle time. And then at some point, I guess, you'll get back to, to story time. Which I think that's an interesting, like, because I feel like there's a lot of weird dissonance in this game because I feel like the, the way it was set up, I was supposed to be going through the story and wanting to go get the stars so I could continue the story. But mechanics like that totally made yep. it not work that way. Yep. And there's also the fact that, like, what you're doing in the puzzles versus, like, what, like... I guess it's supposed to represent just gardening because there's like different flowers you have to match and all kinds of different weird specialty blocks. They kept introducing new ones when I thought they were way past introducing new ones. And that doesn't stop because there's a brand new block at about level 800. Those rocket ships, remember, that you have to fill up with fuel? Yeah. Uh Those come in. Like, I just got to those. Oh, wow. But why is it a rocket ship in a garden? (laughs) Right. And that was the biggest... And Joe and I were talking about this last (laughs) week. That was one of the biggest, I think maybe missed opportunities and, and, and incongruencies here is that they have all of these elements that are puzzle piece elements that don't pay service to the, to the narrative itself. And it could have been like the bunnies, the little statues of the bunnies. If there had been, if, if a statue of a bunny was an important thing that she found in the narrative, it would have made sense to have the statues of the bunny. Yeah. If that happened about thing. the same time. Yeah. yeah. But, but they, 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 they did some of that though. Because, no, because, so the picnic baskets are around the time she has the picnic with Luke. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so there's, there's, some, they do it sometimes, but not other times. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. because the cameras show up right around the time she first finds the picture, the first picture she finds, that's, yeah. like, there are all these pictures hidden all over the, no, the garden. No, it doesn't, no. no. the picture happens very early on. I have no idea what the, the, pic, the photo, the camera. Okay, yeah, she, yeah, find, she finds okay, the first fine. picture. And in she finds a picture, but she never finds a camera. Yeah. 
It okay. would have made sense if she but found that even, camera. Even if she did, like, that's still, like, I'm at level 100, and she's found three or four of those okay. photos, and I've never seen the camera. You know, haven't gotten to the camera? No. Okay, well, I think, though, it's fair, to, it's fair. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that there's some overlap. Yeah. So I think there... There's some connection. But not always, and, and not always clearly. Like, so thematically, yeah. The cameras, I guess I was, like, at some point, like, oh, they're cameras because she's finding these pictures, and I probably just melded those together in my yeah. brain. But I... I agree with you guys. I think there's a lot of weird, like, it feels half-hearted, right? Like, you're just like, oh, I guess we should make these things sort of be well, like what the well, story's doing. And they, it's interesting because they had some of the power-ups that were like, here's a trowel and here's a rake. Uh, yeah. But the ones you use far more often are the bombs and the rockets. And but the it potion. could have made sense just yeah. to sort of swap those. Yeah. Or yeah. have other uh, garden-themed specific yeah. ones. Or house uh, theme. The rockets could have just been vines that just like yeah. explode so out amazing. or something. Like, yeah. It made yeah. so yeah. much more sense. Yeah. But you have to feel, I mean, yeah. you know, we'll never know, right? But my assumption is that they, they wanted to just take mechanics that were already successful in other Match 3 games. Right. Yeah. And they didn't bother to really think through. And pro I also am willing to guess that there was probably a meeting where people were like, well, rockets are exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, their goal wasn't to tie it to the narrative. Their goal was to create that tactile experience that, that yeah. made you want to keep setting them yeah. off. Right? And I will say, it was really satisfying. Oh, when, yeah. Like, the whole screen blows mm. up. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like, all the bombs turned yeah. into rockets and everything right. exploded. Yeah. Although, John and I talked about this, too, that the usually in these games... We had a podcast meeting. <laughs> <laughs> a a, a pre-con. Mr. Chance. Um, a pre so we, That's Mr. Chance on Asher Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us for a bit. Um... There were... Now I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. That's all right. Um, it's because oh, I'm thirsty. Most of the games like this where, where you switch to the match tiles and switch tiles and things like that, or collect tiles, it, after a level ends, the more of the things you have left over to blow things up, those become coins. Or those become some currency kind of thing. This one just like, you're finished, here's 50, that's it. And if you got some more left, you'll get that number... But not as many as the rockets. Would yeah, count. it's just a number of turns. I would blow the heck out of that thing and be expecting like, oh, I got a. I, you could. They would sit there and they would just keep zipping, yeah. and the, the little mm -hmm. bombs would keep going off and keep going off. And you're like, yeah, I should be racking up all these points. But that visual is just a visual. Just like, a visual. Yeah. 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 Um, as satisfying as it was, like right. I said, I think. But when you realize you're not actually getting something. getting it, it's like okay. Yeah. Which is a strange choice because dangling keys in front of me, I see it. <laughs> the currency isn't really that useful anyway. Like you can right. you can buy like a few things with it. Um, but I think they could have just given you a lot more coins and it would have been a much more like yeah. like, oh man, look at all that, I got all this money. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay, I need to do that like twenty more times to buy a new life. But whatever. Although like, I, that was satisfying. I do have to say that I like the fact that, as far as I know, you can't buy stars. You can't progress. You can't buy no. your way through the narrative. No. You have to win the puzzle. And I actually respect the heck out of that. This game for doing it that way instead of making it a cash grab to to make it oh, like easy to, to pay to skip the level or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. Do that. yeah, yeah. Gives um, you more tools to do it, but it doesn't. And those tools are not foolproof. I mean, you, you can you can misuse them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, which I did frequently. <laughs> and that's probably to. To their advantage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It is a strange economic system, though. 
I mean, it's like I, when I was trying to compare it to, and I know it's not an idle game, and, and I know Game of Salt isn't strictly an idle game, but it definitely had that kind of rebuilding mechanic where you go away and then you come back and there's a bunch of currency and then you go away and you come back and there's a bunch of currency. This game, like by the time last night, I, I hadn't played it in about a week because I was trying to detox. Mm -hmm. And but then I was like, well, I've got so much stuff stored up and I know I'm not going to play it anymore after we have the podcast. So I, I went Aren't through. You? <laughs> Aren't you though? <laughs> not after last night. <laughs> I So I had like 20 between 20 and 25 of all of the perks like stored so like the rockets and the and i had like fifteen thousand coins and so i just burned through all of them like and i actually was able to get like a ridiculously high score in one of those competitions like well uh -huh. beyond what i would have ever gotten but what was interesting to me is that as you guys are saying like i i didn't need to really spend those to get to continue in the game because the actual the infinite lives literally is the only thing that matters. That's the real linear. Yeah. It's, and that has to do with the fact that the puzzles, like, so the blocks that show up aren't prefabricated. So mm -hmm. they're they're random. Yeah, right. Most and, of the time. And I want so to there, there yeah. are a couple... So the there starting are, scenarios... Yeah, the starting yeah. scenarios somehow, sometimes are prefab, but only because there's no way to finish the level if you don't get a bomb right away. Or, yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And so with Infinite Lives and the, the willingness to grind, you can finish this game easily... Without in a year and a half, yeah, <laughs> without, yeah. without paying. So I do say that. So some of the levels were like they don't give you enough turns to do it without having like the bombs just magically line up. But but I do feel like all of the levels are possible without spending any of the resources. Nope. Just yep. just their sheer randomness yep. is possible. Yep. Yeah, if you're willing to play a level forty five times, you'll eventually you will get eventually it. get it. Which I, I had this conversation with Carmen, uh, my wife. Who was in our my last, wife? My wife was in our last uh, podcast. You guys will all remember, Carmen. Um, and she said she felt like this was a strategy. Like this game had a strategy. That there was a strategy in uh, to win. That to win the, each level, it took strategy. I feel like it's very much a yeah. random kind of crapshoot. I felt that way until I got to the first level that I couldn't solve until I combined a potion and a rocket. Like, because yeah. there's so many levels to where, like, that's just the clear... That is the yeah. way to win almost any all level. of the levels. Any well, of the yeah. And actually, I started to get to a point where you have to do that more than once. So yeah, Me too. Because you get to yeah. levels where... Um, there and it's kind of devious like like i actually appreciate the design the, some of the ways the design incrementally increases design. right so when you get to those ones the the um what do they call them treasure boxes uh -huh. or something so there are these treasure boxes and you have to open them jewelry boxes yeah you have to open them and then hit them again while they're open and if you don't hit them on the very next turn it's similar to the cameras but uh -huh. they don't move so you have to hit them twice in a row or they just they go back to being closed and then they're invulnerable again and you can set off bombs, but if the bombs don't hit in the right sequence, you end up having to, to hit them all again. And those picnic baskets are really yeah. tough, too. Mm -hmm. um, but so anyway, yeah, it's just I appreciated that. But it doesn't it doesn't feel like there is an overall strategy to a level so much as there's there's the the best next turn that you can do. Mm -hmm. Like you can you yeah. can plan about that far. Mm -hmm. And after that. Not really. Like, you can't start at the beginning and say, ah, I see the layout, so what I need to do is this and this and this, no. and that's how I'll get to win. Yeah. You can only predict maybe the next turn or two. Yeah, and so much of the drops being random was annoying too, right? So you're like, well, okay, I've got a whole bunch of yellow, 
and I, I can, I think I can turn that into a potion. So I'm yeah, just gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. And then you just hit like five yeah. times in a row, and it's like red, 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 and you're just, that's annoying, right? So. And some of the the way the the overall like boxes that you're working in are shaped. Sometimes you get to where there's like the little wing on the side yep. that you're completely relying on those random ones yeah. that come yeah. up. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, not every map that you're playing on is just like a square with, you know, your different puzzle pieces in it. There's all kinds of weird shapes and they'll have gaps and things like that. Um, yeah. Teleporters that take you out. Yeah, those See, teleporters. I don't even, I cannot believe yeah. that they are still more so, like half of the ones yeah. that you've described, I have not yeah. seen no, and it already feels like. No, I feel like I've played pretty, I'm almost a level 500, I think, and I've, I feel like I've seen a lot of it, and just from talking to Carmen and Joe, yeah. I know that there's a lot. More. No, there's like it just keeps going, and I, and you don't think that it can keep going because yeah. you're like, uh, what else, what else could, could they possibly, possibly exactly? Yeah. And then you get to the there's like stumps. Yeah. So the stumps. Now again, what I appreciate is that each one does something specific that's new, and I kind of I like that they're giving you something new to think about, yeah. but it's still the level of randomness is so high. That um, and the tool that you need to do is almost always the same in a heavy-handed way. Yeah, the way to get through whether it's the stumps or the seashells that or the snail sh snail shells yeah, the that snails. have to be blown up. The, the bottom shells. line of this is just blowing the heck out of it. Yeah. So the snail shell, I think those were introduced at like level seventy or so, and I think those are the ones that made me realize, okay, now I see the, where this game is going. That the puzzle is no longer how do I get through these creative configurations. It's how do I get potion plus bomb as fast as I can, yep. and yeah. that becomes the puzzle. Yeah. And that was definitely the kind of thing that, that sort of turned me off from it, because, uh, yeah, like like I said earlier, the first sort of like half that I played, I was like actually pretty enjoying it, you know, I was like rolling through them, and it wasn't that the puzzles were hard, it was like, well, I clearly see what I need to do, but I have no control over whether or not I get to do that unless I just spend the upgrades. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, I can play during like the Infinite Lives mode, uh, but, you know, half the time I'm just doing, like what you mentioned earlier, even during the Infinite Lives mode, is just trying to get the right configuration to yeah. drop. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't have any control over that, which is strangely completely separate, at least in my experience, from the levels that they, like, coded as hard levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that was easy. Like, yeah. I never got caught up on one of the, the quote-unquote hard levels. It was just some random one where I'm like, okay, so the level starts... There's one match you can make, and everything else is alternating colors. So I just have to keep, like, you yeah. know, uh, clicking on the top row to try and get something to get started. Uh, and that's when I sort of felt like, okay, yeah, I was having fun, but now yeah. I'm not really interested in opening the game that much. But it is it is the point, I think you made a minute ago, that I, I feel like the potential mechanically is there, right? Like, you mm -hmm. could do some really interesting stuff that doesn't require you to just blow it all up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be like, well, snail shells like move across the screen, right? Mm -hmm. And so you, if you don't get it at the beginning, and they do that a little bit. Did you guys get to the um, the, the turf, like the, the, the weeds yeah, yeah. that grow? Yeah. Which for me was the single most annoying thing mechanic, yeah. but at least it's a mechanic that requires some like, you know, you're like, okay, well, I can't, I can't open this part of the screen up because as soon as I do, the grass is going to start expanding out. And, and that's the strategic you know, management of the board. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, well, let's see if I can take care of these other things first over here without releasing that by accident. And I actually found that to be a really uh, enjoyable mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. Because you sort of get momentum against it. 
and you might get stuck. Yeah, and, and then, then it starts, starts to be like, yeah. And that's yeah. where the ebb and flow was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and then there's a certain strategy of deciding which parts of it you can leave while you yep. just let it yeah, go. Yeah, because it seemed like it was pretty smart about when it decided to expand and where, because it like moved mm. away from where you were working the most. Yeah. So it, it's pretty clever. Yep. Mm -hmm. But, but having like 10 more things like that. Instead of just like, and again, the, the problem with the grass even, right, is that in the end, what you have to do is blow it up, mm -hmm. right? And so it's not about giving you another choice. It's just about another manipulation of, of what is in front of you. And so. But what's really interesting is thinking about how they're clearly trying to balance having these hand authored elements with the number of levels that they have to have to keep up with the yeah. amount that people are playing the game. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that making it random was a conscious choice in them being like, okay, well, we can hand author like the place of the original setup, but then just have it be random mm -hmm. so that we can make as many of these as possible, but still have them feel like hand authored levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Because they're a lot faster to make than it would yeah. take if you had to do. I mean, like especially when you consider <clears throat> the combos and how many, you know, blocks ahead you would have to plan. Yeah. Otherwise. I think part of it also is um, if I would personally enjoy it quite a bit more if every block that came through was hand authored um, because then if I, yeah. when I lost it felt like okay I, I just need to do better yeah. instead of I just need to hope something better happens but I think the reason why they can't do that is because then there'll just be an optimal strategy that people can just post online and then you can yeah. just post through the game and never have to pay them money pay them anything yeah yeah that's true yeah. yeah yeah and they have to have they have to have some group of people who are willing to buy the 9.99 right but i can imagine why anybody but that's what that. i was going to say what i feel like is worth talking about next is like it's so interesting to me trying to think of because I expected this game to be like I get to level ten mm -hmm. and I get stuck until I pay them money. You know, or, or that was, watch an ad or what? They didn't yeah. watch an ad. There's no ads in the game. Right. Yeah. Um, every time you log in, they'll give you like a advertisement for like a bundle you can buy. But other than that, like it's not very. Yeah. It's also ironic that I play other games and about half of the the ads for in these other games are from Lily's Garden. Yeah. Right? Well, what's interesting too is that like so that's actually one of the things that I think kept me playing the game for as long as I did because I never got that moment of like yeah, yeah now I'm looking at this ad and I have a moment to think about my mm -hmm. life and why I'm playing this game. <laughs> this game didn't have that. And I don't feel like that's nefarious necessarily, but it's interesting that because right. there were no ads, because they weren't doing these sort of predatory things, right. it kept me playing the game for much, much longer. Because, because there's no about the this is like, like I totally did not think that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what was popped into my head when you were like, that's what kept me playing the game for that long. I thought you were going to say, because the ad campaign made it seem like oh. there was going to be a lot of sex. <laughs> <laughs> And Which that's when I was playing the game for a long time. So I was like, but the, when are they going to get together? But that didn't happen. And that's a really interesting thing that struck me about the game, too, was all, I think these are all conscious cho choices because they're, they're a company. And someone, or maybe multiple someones, maybe the whole company decided, you know what, let's not do those annoying things that annoy people. Which is weird because I associate these sorts of games with how can we make money? And then that's it. Like, that's the title of yeah. the meeting, and that's yeah. the only goal of the meeting. Yep. Um, and no, no, nothing about their profit margin is served by, I really liked it, so I played it longer. Well, so... Unless you buy. One thing I ran into, which makes me think that it's kind of a ploy to sell data, 
mm-hmm. is you can log in with Facebook mm-hmm. to like double the number of lives reserves that you can mm-hmm. have, and they get you know your name, your friends list, your email address, and a couple other things. And if you pair that to whatever permissions they have when you like run the app, yeah. which I haven't actually checked, you can conceivably build a pretty good user profile mm-hmm. to sell to people, mm-hmm. and you're also keeping track of like. Well, this is how long they played this game. Yeah, we yeah, they can look theory. at how long you're doing, you know, uh-huh. things on other apps. Yep. Uh, and then they've got your email address. So that's a lot right there that you can sell. Yeah. And tying it to something like those lines. I feel really dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, too, so just thinking about other, and again, this doesn't have to be a show about private Mine streaming. <laughs> it has no permissions. It asks for none. Okay. Oh. Well. Um, but I also, so the first, as you said, about 20 to 40 levels that I played... I was actually pretty hooked on the story, and not just for the sex, but because it just—I was generally curious. I actually think the writing is earnest. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a little goofy sense of humor. Yeah, Yeah. and And then you develop the characters. So the first 20 20 to forty levels, I hadn't worked out how the system worked yet, and so I was running out of stars before I could find out what the next thing was, and I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I would like more stars. And, and so I could conceivably see if, if you didn't get past that point, which I think all of us did, which is that then you figure out, you basically, you know, you know how the system works. And so then you're like, okay, now I've got 14,000 coins and 35 potions and, you know, but if you were kind of the kind of person who got to that point and then never got past it, I could imagine you being like, you know what? I really like this story. I'd like to learn more about it. Yeah, part um, of it might be that we were approaching this as with a game designer's lens, yeah. right? And we were like, okay, so now I see what they're doing, and now I can exploit that. Like yeah. that might be not an everybody, element here. Yeah, yeah, not everybody can do that. And and I would guess I would if I were ballparking, I would guess probably eighty percent of the people who would play a game like this or more yeah. are not. They're maybe not great at puzzles. They're just they kind of like them, um, and they're like, okay. But they, they maybe don't see all of that. And they really like the story. And they're like, okay, I'll pay a little money to hear more of this story. And if you think of it that way, then the randomness helps those people yeah. also. Because if, if, if you make a game that has an optimum strategy, then it becomes hard. And you rely on that person figuring it out. But if it's random, then you might end up with like, oh, now half the board's blue. Great. I just click it. And now yeah. I get a giant bomb or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, also I think it's worth considering the, the time frames that people use for games like this. Now, I got super addicted, so I just would sit for hours and hours and hours at night using my infinite lives. But if you're the kind of person who's like, well, good, my four lives have rebuilt. Mm-hmm. I've got five minutes mm-hmm. while I'm waiting in the doctor's office. I'll just play for a little. I feel like there's probably a wide variety of that type of player. Um, but I think it's going after people who just want enough of a casual game but still be able to do that and play for hours on end because they're interested in the story yeah. as much as they are, or if not more than the puzzle. I think yeah. that's their target demographic. But the story too, right? And I know I'm talking a lot, but I guess that's I picked good. the game. But yeah. the, like, I was fascinated, just again, from a design standpoint and also from somebody who thinks about UX and also thinks about usability and how you test audiences. Like The way this narrative is constructed if you start to think about like who would be interested in a narrative like this, right? And it's really specific, right? They're basically like, okay, so you're a woman whose fiance has been cheating on you, and you're like, you basically you're you can't take your job anymore. Like, like it's really playing out like a bunch of kind of perceptions about, you know, like 
what's to inter- to me at least my perception was that this is kind of really interesting female fantasy right like what's interesting too is it's almost the exact same plot of stardew valley <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which right. i wonder if that's sort of the type of sort of warm fuzzies they were trying yeah. to get people but also with a woman who if i had to guess maybe she's 30-ish yeah. early 30s mm-hmm. So her life has kind of fallen apart. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I just found it fascinating to sort of think about, like, who are you imagining being sucked in? You know, and as we as you progress further, you like learn she's trying to get hooked up with Luke. And but Luke's got a daughter and his marriage is a mess, but he's really good looking. And there's all of that stuff is being woven. Anyway, I just I'm fascinated. By and the, and the other level is really interesting. Yeah. The underlevel of this is that because of the ads and the way the ads were presented, you keep expecting them to do it at some point. This would be a much better level if they right. if, if they went off behind the bush for a minute. Yeah. Yes. But I mean that's it's, but that's, it's total PG. Totally right. PG. In a lot of ways, it's like a it's like a romance novel. Yeah. yeah. It's lot, very yeah. Big, yeah. Like the cover. Yeah. Exactly the cover and everything. It's like oh, and now I know what this is. But then and you expect to like be able to open one up and just see like a sex scene in every chapter. Yeah. And but the doesn't play yeah. it that way at all. This is exactly, this is just yeah. a romance novel on your phone. Yeah. Like, well, and and in that oh, respect, though, yeah. just very quickly, in that respect, though, it being a romance novel on your phone, the pacing of it is really, really well done. Yeah. yeah. They they do pace that whole story and the multiple lines of the story. The story about uh, knowing Regina and, and Luke and his daughter and yeah. his ex-wife and uh, a cousin Larry and... Yeah. All of these other little elements, you've got a whole bunch of little storylines going on at once. And I think they did that, for what it is, I think they did that really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I almost feel like, uh, maybe going into it, my perception was they sat down and had a meeting and like, what what what's our target demographic? Mm-hmm. What do they like? Story and this type of game, great, mash them up, let's go. Yeah. But it almost feels like really they had someone on staff that was like, I really like writing, guys. And I really want to write something. And they were like, okay, well, what can you write? And then they were like, okay, well, I think we can match it with it. Like, I really, because yeah. they actually put thought and care into this story. They, they didn't, they didn't have to. It could have been half as good. Yeah. And they would probably be, would have been yeah. fine. But it is, it's kind of snarky and amusing. Yeah. And, and the, the kind of humor is, it's, it's. You know, it's not like breakout laughing, but it's like, yeah. okay, I get this. That's it clever. It it had a personality. Like, do yeah, yeah. I remember, that was so bizarre. Like, no one says yeah. this, but yeah. I but guess it turns out we all do now. Karen's mother says it. <laughs> like late on in the story, and so I just wanted two more things about the plot of the story that I, again were fascinating for me. So, so Karen, the, the Luke's daughter, right, who shows up, and there's this whole thing about how she's like. She's like 11 or 10 maybe. And she hates like everything that's happening around her. And um, so the way you get, you get her mom framed by Luke, right? Is that like my expectation was that she was going to be like this terrible woman. And there's this whole plot line later where she and Lily become friends. And I, again, I was fascinated sort of imagining because they actually talk about it. They're like, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad this isn't a situation where like I'm the bitter ex-wife and you just think I'm a jerk. And like they actually have this meta conversation about how there's so many stories essentially where like women are pitted against each other around a man. 
And then Larry, and they're both like grateful that that's not what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh my god, like, <laughs> just explain it all. Like it's like a therapy that's session. So Isn't that really cool? And it's I a little mini it. Bechdel test kind of thing. Yeah, right? there, are, there are multiple, multiple yeah. moments in it where it's yeah, like, which is like two women. Like so, Regina, the carpenter. Like the two of them have these conversations and they kind of reinforce each other. And it's super supportive. Like oh, it's, oh, it's not like women fighting each other. It's women supporting each other. On Regina and women supporting each other. Did we ever see Regina's husband who she kind of kind of her, a little bit. Alleged husband? Her alleged husband? Is there a story there? You don't have to tell me what it is. Is there a story there later? No, Spoil I've, it. I've never met never he met never her shows husband. Up. No. But her you're husband. most like one third of the way through the game. At <laughs> most. At most. Yeah. But, but yeah. But I just I think it's fascinating and again you could be just totally think of it as a mercenary thing like they literally were just like what kind of a story is going to appeal to this demographic of 30 something women who have money really to burn? Think maybe. That's what it is. But yeah. I think somebody in there was like, let's write a story that makes women like that feel empowered. Um, because they use that word. They're like, yeah. empowerment comes up over and over again in the plot. And, and but, I mean, the story says it. that it's both of those, right? That yeah. she's, um, maybe. They're, they're playing both sides of that. Uh, like, we want to do this, but let's hire someone that's passionate about that kind of story mm -hmm. to do it, right? Yeah. 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 But I still want to, like, so even with all that stuff in mind, so we talked about, like, how maybe we didn't get exposed to wanting to spend money on this, but some people might. Yeah. But it's still so, so, so much less than I would have expected a game like this to be mm -hmm. if they were leaning super hard. Like, there's yeah. so many ways they could easily, easily exploit it more. Exploit it, yeah. and they didn't that much. Especially and considering how many ads there are, for how many game. ads you see, and what a huge ad campaign yeah, they made for this. And, like, mm -hmm. I mean, because also, like, it makes it's a free game to download, so they're going to have to get some money from some people but it doesn't seem like they're doing it just to be exploitative right yeah. like it's very reasonable i have a weird respect for the developers of this because like because even it's though the game was not marketing campaign yeah. was successful I, although well i do want to say i never saw an ad for this game when you guys were all talking about lily's garden i was like uh, what are you I had never seen like fifty of them a day. Never yeah. I had seen one or two like people talking about it, yeah. but I never saw yeah. it as an as an yeah. ad. Yeah, but then of course, everywhere. of course, once I looked it up in the app store, then suddenly, yeah, now I'm getting ads for it all the time. But, of course, yeah. um, but it is. I mean, we can talk about the advertising before we do that. I have I have a question for you guys about the mechanics of the story itself, mm. which are obviously quite limited. You essentially read dialogue, right, and click on boxes that give you more dialogue. Mm -hmm. And then occasionally you get to choose out of three options which option you would like the most for designing a particular part of the garden. Is that a fair summary of the entire yeah. mechanical mm -hmm. system there? Yes. Other okay. than that, you can do them in a different order. So, like, there's more Yeah, so you have a list of tasks and yeah. you can... But not very many. But, but, they're, but, also but they're all encapsulated within a day. So yeah, at you worst, you're going to have to get to one. They're ultimately linear. But so I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in the the potential for choice that you could have put into the story yeah. because we as as designers right we know that most choice in games is artificial anyway right you're essentially giving people a choice that just leads them to the same point that seems like such low hanging fruit mm -hmm. to make the storyline just even a little more engaging because that's you know at some points you could just give people a couple of dialogue choices just dialogue. and they pick them and they're just going to lead them back to the same point anyway. So it doesn't cost you anything. I, I just can't figure out why there's none of that, why it's purely you reading um, and, and kind of just observing. Um, I felt disappointed in the only choices being the design of the garden. But I just was curious what you guys thought about that. I would be curious. This is 
pure speculation. I would be curious to know what other games the studio has done. And if maybe this is just their first sort of, let's just see how this works. Because if we have a branching story, it's going to be, that's a whole mess more. about a dozen other games linked in the app from them. Oh. Um, but they could be, like, wildly different, right? Like, yeah. this could be kind of a... <laughs> One's called Holly's Garden. <laughs> One's called Ruby's Garden. Josh's Garden. Josh's Garden. Ooh! That that, that was one thing that, that I noticed. And, you know... Chris's Garden? Well, I, I read... I, you know, I'm, I'm capable, obviously, of reading a story and connecting with a character that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. But I do remember thinking, like, I think I would be more engaged... If I could really connect with this character, it like looks there's like mm-hmm. all their other games are just animal themed puzzle games that are just like bubble pop and tile like they're just okay. Link Link bees solve puzzles. That's one of the descriptions yeah. of their game. Oh Italian. yeah. So so this might be their first like actual narrative thing. alongside this yeah. Although I, there are lots of other games that are in this same genre of narrative story uh, underneath or, yeah. or on top of a, a pretty simple map. Well, oh, one of the big mechanics that's gone so well, sorry to interrupt you, it's just super bad. Yeah. So, and I don't play these games, but I've always thought if I were going to play a match three game, the ones that seem the most interesting to me are exploring things like, like the combination of the matches ties directly to the story. So they'll be like combat based, right? Where it's like, you've got to match three armies and then those armies attack this dragon. And so you've yeah. got this like- Dra- There's one Puzzle called- Puzzle Quest. Puzzle Quest. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them. dragons. Yeah, exactly. Like and so the the narrative and the puzzle are directly related in a way that, that creates this kind of, again, like an overarching mechanic that mm-hmm. feels way more connective and engaging. Anyway, I interrupted. You were about well, to talk. I haven't, and maybe it's just because I don't play these games very often, but I haven't played a game where the story was this, I guess, full-featured? I don't know. Like, right. there, there's there, there's animation, and there's... I don't Dancing? know. Just, yeah, like, it's singing? just... It's, it's more fleshed out than I've seen in other games. Yeah? I was about to tack that on to the end of your point about it time better, the puzzle time better than it narrative. Most of the games that do that, where your whatever your action is has some play to the killing the dragon or whatever, the narratives in those are horrible. Yeah, uh, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not even barely one dimensional. Uh, there's barely a narrative thread there. Half dimensional. Yes, you're the you're the son of the king, or you're you're the mage who's come back to town, sure. and you have to keep going through these levels to defeat the bad guy. That you're the never sultan. Gets you are the soul. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so that's fair. No, I agree. I mean, I like that the story is kind of this rich exploration. And it's like a domestic, it's like, it's an everyday story, right? It's not about something huge and unworldly. It's like, you know, this is but a woman like who's struggling. it's like a fantasy, yeah. right? But it's... But it's one that's that's plausible. Yeah. Again, like a like a fa- like a novel, like a romance novel. Right. And, and what's great, too, about that plot-wise, again, spoilers... So later on, we're going to find out that Aunt Mary actually wrote all the novels. Um, so she's the author. All novels? All, all novels. <laughs> she wrote all by humans. By, <laughs> yeah. So Harry, what's his name? The guy who's, she finds his novels around the, they're like all over the place. And they're like this whole thing. They're, they're called the Nightingale series. And they're all about this secret agent from World War II who couldn't, basically it's the same story as, as Aunt Mary's, which is that she couldn't fly in the Air Force, which is what she wanted to do. So she becomes a secret agent. 
but you're not going to learn that for a long time. But it turns out she's the author and this is like wildly successful and there's huge amounts of money associated with it. And she learns all this. And it's, if she finishes her project with the thing, she's going to get all this money. But what I love is that the most kind of, let's say erotic part of the entire story comes from one of those. (laughs) So they, she like reads and recounts like part of one of them. And it's like, uh, uh, Agent Nightingale removes the knife from her thigh holster and, mur- <laughs> and they talk about it and she and the carpenter talk about it the next day and she's like, oh yeah, I just got finished with the one where she murders that handsy Nazi. <laughs> like it's all about how the Nazis like basically trying to sexually harass her in wow. the story and then she murders him. <laughs> so way to do it, Mary. Like she walks into the bathroom and like stabs him through the throat, and you're just like, "Wow!" You know, I never expected it to have the same story beats as Wolfenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. But anyway, I just thought that was really great. That in terms of thinking about how they're trying to create this this space for a certain kind of audience, they're using even the level of this like again these kind of like romancy spy novels as a way to do that too and that was something that i i that going back to my my earlier point like i i wish i don't i don't know really know how to formulate this like i it's a good story and i'm glad that they you know you can write a story about whatever you want but it is always interesting to me that no one seems to target things like this like like story heavy things towards other demographics like it's always assumed that the the Types of people that want this sort of content yep. on mobile or or anywhere know, or anywhere, yeah, are you know what? What did you say earlier? Like us people in their thirties and who want an, a romantic escape, yeah. Or and I think like that they're, but, they're generally expecting them to be women, right? Yeah, oh. and it's I don't know. We, most of us here in this podcast are not that. No, and, but we still got enjoyment out of yeah. this sort of setup. So right, it's like, yeah. so they. I would hope that they that someday they would write different sorts of stories, yeah, and trust that people would come and be engaged. And honestly, that, I feel know? like that's one thing that. To, so I don't play many games on mobile because I feel like stuff like that is what it's missing. It's like yeah. the sort of diversity, and either it's you know focus group. How do we make the most money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, puzzle matching game. Or you know, like there, it just feels like there's sort of like a gap between this sort of like earnest in yeah. the design and the storytelling yeah. and honestly I was surprised to find a little bit of that here yeah yeah um, and it's it's a funny contrast for me because I'm actually playing I don't know if any of you guys have played Disco Elysium yet mm-hmm. but um, oh it's so I've only been playing it for about an hour um, and it already is by far the best written game I've ever played by far mm-hmm. um, like it's and I played some games that I thought, oh, that's for a game that's pretty well written. But I've never played a game where I thought that's just really, really, really well written. And it, it is. And so the contrast for me is kind of striking because I'm with you guys, like working through this story. I thought, well, this is pretty well done. And for a game it's, and a mobile game, it's it's really well done. But then you take something like like Disco Elysium and it's just or Elysium. Anyway, it's it's like, you know it's a whole other planet and you, and I just can't wait to like, I've never played a game where I just, I can't wait for the next line of dialogue. I'm just like, I don't care what we do. I just want to read. Um, anyway, that's, it's, it's definitely in my mind to think about how we can do that better. Well, Um, I think that's an aspect where, uh, that's particularly relevant to Lily's garden in that 
like framing it design wise, right? If you're setting down, you're like, we're going to make Lily's garden, right? And you go through the steps of like what you need to do. Well, once you get the first 10 levels, right? You've made 95% of the game because adding the new like special blocks and those kind yeah. of things, yeah. I imagine it takes less than a week, even if you're just kind of like, all right, I've got to add this whole new feature. It's totally different than everything we've done. You sit down, it's all, you know, compartmentalized. You just add a new block in yeah. and you spend, you know, 15 hours making the cutscene with the characters. There's no voice acting. Yeah. You know, it's all kind of like batched together. Um, I think that scalability, they can just endlessly pump out the story. Yeah. Right? Like you can just write ahead, just keep writing. And then just every week, you know, build that, push out the update. Yeah. And just exactly keep going. Garden yeah. Yeah. It was updated several times while, while, while we were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something that we haven't talked about with this is that the, this, it, there's a whole genre of these games. There's homescapes. That's almost the same kind of thing about a, Man, who that's the couple, right? No, this is a guy, and his parents have a house that he's inherited, and he's basically trying to fix the house up. And he's this sort of fastidious um, dude. Uh, and <laughs> there's up. another one. This, that's, I, thought, I thought that series. game was about a butler, so now I get what he you're saying. Like yeah, right. Exactly he is. Like yeah. uh, <laughs> and he's doing all these things that are butlery. Okay. Know. Because um, I'm getting a new and one. There's another one called Gardenscapes, which is him. That's, that's the same guy. Same guy? Oh, it's no, a sequel. It's the same guy. What? He's, he's building the garden instead of building the but interior it, so of the house. But so is the so story in those as, uh, I guess, good as Lily's Garden? I, I, think, good it's, I think it's all the. I don't think it has the romance novel element okay. to it. But um, is there. There's another one called Matchington Mansion that's almost the same. But I guess I mean, like, is, is the dialogue. I don't know. You know, good and earnest. And I'll let you know. I'm but those, okay. what's fascinating to me about those is those all have, I mean, if I'm thinking of the, at least the ones that I've seen, they're all like, you, you fail at them. So in an interesting way that this one doesn't do. So like Matchington Mansion, you get like a fire extinguisher. No, no. Those are the ads for those. That we totally need to talk about. This. Okay, mm. because it really it's like you can set the cat on fire. Yeah, that doesn't happen that's, in the actual game. As far as I know, that's not in any of the actual <laughs> games where you do those things. Okay, where they're they're selling the ad. The, the ad is selling a game that's very much about choices and picking. The puzzle is the choices that you make, and they're not. They're these match tile games. Okay, um, that have that's a crazy element. Yeah, I know. It's because I've, I've downloaded them thinking that that was going to yeah. be. It's a logic puzzle about... Yeah. Because uh, you're like not it. supposed to set the cat on fire. Right. <laughs> Let's just, be clear. Right. Um, to, to yeah, if, the cat only, if only that was the way that it did work. That's crazy. And, and th about six or eight months ago, uh, those types of ads for those types of games yeah. that don't match the actual game themselves started being everywhere. Yeah. Um, they started blitzing them. And there's another one for one called... I think it's Idle RPG or something like that. Um, where you're building this team and you get cards to upgrade your little team over and over and you send your team out uh -huh. to an idle thing. Um, AFK Arena, that's what it is. Um, okay. And it the whole app for that is that you're trapped and you have to pull a bunch of levers to uh, let the lava out to kill the dragon. Oh, yeah, I've seen and those. And then the gold will drop. But if you don't do them in the right direction or the right order... Um, the game, AFK Arena, has nothing to do with that yeah. at all. 
Are you uh, serious? But yeah, it makes it look like that's the game, and it is absolutely because the ads for Gardenscapes are this that I've seen are the same. That it's like draw like yep. you have to. So it's messed up. Well, people do like logic puzzles that are easy. They just don't like them when they get too hard. And so I think that's it's just a marketing gimmick. Like, hey, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I will download a thing. Yeah. I don't know what they get from getting installed. It's, it's so. like false advertising. The astounding thing is like about a week ago, I saw a game that was being advertised as one of those games. Yeah. And it's like the game where you actually do this. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. Yes. That's what I saw. That, yeah. I've seen that ad as well. It's like, oh, no, no. You really do this thing in this game. Oh, that's for real. So yeah. Funny. Yeah. Um, and I haven't played it, so maybe it like flips it up. <laughs> right. But there's another game that's very similar to uh, Lily's Garden, but it's for it feels like it's for a different demographic. It's called the uh, the Clockmaker. Uh, same idea. You're matching, uh, basically connecting tile kind of thing, and uh, it goes through. It's an episodic thing where you're going through the story of a mystery, but it's centered around this sort of old tweed-wearing professor kind of guy, uh -huh. or maybe his niece or daughter or so, I can't remember exactly okay. what. And they're uncovering this mystery, and they're going around the globe doing all of these little things, and to, to get through the narrative, you have to, just like in Lily's Garden, have to match the tiles. Um, but it's, it, I wonder who that who that's yeah. marketed towards, who their target audience is. I mean, like fundamentally, that. though, that's is, that's the same thing as, like, the Professor Layton games, right? So, yes. I mean, we have, like, all these sort of different grades of sort of puzzle leading to narrative, leading to puzzle leading to narrative. Yeah. Well, can we talk a little more just briefly about the adver this we whole advertising to. trend? Because we have to. The other thing I've been sort of noticing, um, there are a lot of different things in these ads now that are getting pretty manipulative. So the other one that I've noticed that I, I guess is innocuous, relatively speaking, but it's, it's interesting to me is that, so I don't know if you guys have seen ads where the, the, the sort of person playing the game is doing a terrible job at it. Yeah. And you're supposed to sort of like, the puzzle is like dead easy. And they're like, oh, this piece doesn't yeah. fit. Oh, uh -huh. this one doesn't fit. And all the while you're like, it's that one. Right, and at the moment that you're about, they're about to try that one. The ad ends, and they're like, "Now you can do it." Right? Obviously, the manipulation there is you're supposed to feel really smart, and you're supposed to be so engaged by mm -hmm. like wanting them to do the right thing when they're being so clearly in, inane. Right. right? I just I'm I'm fascinated by these new maneuvers, which are again essentially manipulations of things we know people. You know, and especially anyway, because I'm just curious what you guys think about these things. This whole thing, uh, mobile games for just regular old people who aren't gamers is a really, really new, such a new field that we yeah. have to have a whole new thing of advertising for it. Yeah. And it's interesting that that's what's shaking out of that. A lot of it is so manipulative. I mean, like, there's that, and then there's, I've seen there's a whole trend of ads that will put, like, an eyelash oh. on the ad so that you'll click it to try and get the eyelash oh, off your screen. Stuff like that. So I I don't think showing a game being or so showing a puzzle being solved badly is actually a really great way to convince someone to actually try it. To make them feel smart. Because yeah. well, not just to feel smart, but to feel capable. Because I think a lot of times people avoid puzzles because they don't feel that they are capable of doing them. Like they just assume that's not for me. Mm -hmm. And so when you show like when you show someone doing the things that they're afraid they're going to do, and but they are thinking. Oh, I wouldn't do, like. What are you doing? Like that's dumb. It it kind of short circuits that. And they're like, oh no, maybe I maybe I can do it. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really great way to get someone to try 
a logic puzzle game. Right. But it's weird to me that to use that same mechanism to advertise something that's not a... Yeah, I can't... so weird. Yeah. It's really weird. Right? Because the only appeal to me would be to go solve the puzzle. And as soon as I get into the game, I'm going to be like, what, a, what happened? Right. Yeah. It I wonder if those are the games where they're just trying to get... Get the downloads? Get, your, yeah. get the downloads, yeah, on the App Store, but then also maybe whatever information you use when you log in mm-hmm. just to scrape yeah. that from you. And, well, and even little... I don't... I hadn't seen one until quite late, but even Lily's Garden does this because there's an ad for Lily's Garden where you choose something to fix part of the house. Yep. And there's no part of no. this game that does that. Right. And I was like, well, maybe it's just later. And I kept waiting in the story for, to get to that mm-hmm. point. And then finally I was like, oh, no, they just were lying. It's, it's like, like those. It's like uh, the way that toy ads used to be in like the 80s and 90s where yeah where, where you would think that it, it must do this amazing great thing and then actually no, no it doesn't yeah. I've, I've seen another type of ad for Lily's Garden from uh, that's advertised in other games that I'm playing just in the past three days and there are two ads in particular that are the same ad except well the narrative of the ad is Lily is standing there and she's looking at her pregnancy yeah. test and uh, she shows it in one of the ads, she shows it to Blaine, who is her yep. jerk ex-fiance, and he just runs and she cries. And that's the whole ad. And the the other one, and these aren't played together. They're I only I guess got lucky or I don't know that I that I happen <laughs> to see both of them. I guess I watch a lot of these ads. Um, but it's the same exact thing. She has the pregnancy test, she shows it to Luke, and he runs. Um, and she starts to cry, and then he immediately shows back up with with a new shirt for holding a shirt for the baby. A onesie, yeah, for a onesie for the baby, and then it's a happily ever after thing. But it's interesting that they're simultaneously flooding a market with those two ads. Uh, that, as far as I know, she doesn't get pregnant in the story, does she? Does have she gotten up? No, <laughs> I mean we're only in the first half. So. Right, right. <laughs> we she's, only, she's only dancing with Luke so far. Right, right. They well, dance and they almost kiss, but then they got. You know how dancing goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was but it, it's interesting that they dancing. that they put that as one of the ads. Mm-hmm. But even that whole series of ads, which by the way, listeners, if we highly encourage oh you to God. go to YouTube and just. Yeah. Watch the whole back to back, all of the ads. There's, like, there's compilations on YouTube. Yeah. Of there's their a, ads. Yeah, compilations, yeah. and they're all. It's it tells a big long story. The, my favorite this. part is that that compilation usually has an ad for the loser. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the, yeah, they're highly highly sexually charged. There's an ad that implies a blowjob. There's an ad that implies masturbation on a washing machine. I mean, right. it's you know, it's, and they're funny. Like, these are not, yeah. and, and a little bit weird. But they're the kind of thing like you know, people who were upset with the the halftime show at the Super Bowl would be calling the FCC if they could right. about them. Yeah. So it's I know. have a little secret though that oh. those are the same people that like that, that play this game for that very reason. Honestly, the ones yeah, who really like it are the ones who are going to want to secretly to play. Yeah. But the bizarre thing is that the ads, like like actually making the ads, not even getting them posted, had to have cost more than actually making <laughs> Lily's card. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, right? the animation. they're animated decently well. Yeah. Like, it's better than like some animated movies that sure. come out in theaters. Yeah. Like, you know. They're like, um, yeah, like 3D. Yeah. Like animate, like fully animated. They yeah. don't think they're voiced. No, no. Well, I was the volume down. But it's high res renders. I mean, but it's, it's look, not like it the game itself. Nice. Right? Yeah. And yeah, expensive is right, but it clearly is working for them because 
they're continuing to make more of the wonder what their profit. I guess they do yeah. sell those nine ninety nine packages with a bunch of moms and rakes yeah. and trowels in it. I think that it's just a cheap game for them to make. Like they kind of had their initial investment of mm-hmm. setting it up, but I imagine but, yeah. it could be you know it could even just be one person. <laughs> like honestly, who, huh. who just kind of cranks this out. Um, because it's nothing too complex is happening from okay. what I can tell. This, oh, uh, just on there, uh, I noticed that there's no there's no credits section. There's no yeah. there's no part in the game where you uh, can go yeah. to see who worked on it. Huh. Not that I could see. Now I have to look that up. To yeah, because because I wanted to know is this like a one person making the story? It right. feels very much mm-hmm. like someone like you know, put their heart and soul into the story. Or, or but just... by the same token, it also feels very, like, did they, corporate. Yeah, did they uh, outsource the rest of it? Like... Yeah, like, it, well, it does feel like someone wrote the story and then there's, like, maybe another team that typically makes their puzzle games and they just did that and then they worked with this other story person. And then they just, they took all this great work and said, hey, marketing firm, <laughs> do something. <Right. laughs> and they're like, all right. What if we... Yeah. <laughs> It, it does. It they does. didn't play the game. I, I doubt whoever worked on the story, or or maybe they did, and they were just like, "We have this zany idea for our marketing campaign." Yeah. All right, let's run with it. Who knows? Yep, it's a mystery. But yeah, it is, it is strange to have our borderline R-rated ads for a game. The that's ads are almost very like they're yeah. very borderline explicit. Yeah, it's really crazy to think about. Or here's here's a totally off the wall theory. Uh, tactile games is just like uh, it's an experiment, <laughs> and they're just like, can can this type of game work? Can this type of advertising work? How how cheap can we make this type of thing? What happens if we do it really well? Sure. And what hap- Like, can we have a disjointed marketing mm-hmm. campaign? Who knows? What if it's just their attempt right. at just. What if we tell people they're giving electric shocks to other people? Yeah, yeah. They don't know. And yeah. then we have the people scream and they think they're actually doing it. Maybe their goal is not necessarily to turn a profit, but just to see what doing this combination sure. of crazy things, what does it do? Can we turn a profit? Oh Who knows? God. But Can maybe you, we don't care. Like we yeah. find out later that Tactile Games is like a subsidiary of Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it, like <laughs> like it, some someone's bankrolling like, it and it, they don't... The making money doesn't matter. Just let's oh collect God. the data and see what happens. It's like some crazy Nazi like experiment. Tactile yeah. is a Danish game developer located in the heart of Copenhagen. That explains it. Right. <laughs> Our dedication to creating top quality games with global appeal has. Ah, so the ads are mean different things in Europe because. Oh are, sure. Do they use the same ads? Like we don't know. Oh whoa! <laughs> they use much more explicit ones <laughs> here. It seems very American-y to me. The whole the narrative seems very yeah, me too. Amerocentric, doesn't it? Yeah, but they have about eight open job listings on their website. I mean, the guy plays well, blue glass, right? What we need to get insider <laughs> no, knowledge. No, but think of it this way: it's I think it's an it's a very American feeling game. The way a European yeah. would think of Americans. <laughs> well, yeah. Like again, like I just said, the guy plays blue glass, yes, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like. <laughs> Like those characters who show up on Gravity Falls. And say things like Woobadoo. <laughs> <laughs> What's a slave? <laughs> I don't know. Woobadoo. Word? Exactly. <laughs> well, they have about between 50 and 200 employees based on LinkedIn. Whoa. Wow. And 50. they started in 2009. So roughly a game a year. Okay. So that's... Huh. Like this a is their breakout. 50 to 
issue him? And I no, have to say, this is not their breakout because Cookie Cats, uh, Simon's Cat, the Simon's Cat I know is a pretty big game. Um, I mean, this might be one of their biggest, and it is their flagship game that's on. Well, no, it's one of their flagship games that's on the Simon's Cat. Their website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Simon's you know Cat. Cat. <laughs> you know, like you say a color, then I say a color. Oh, okay. In fact, there are multiple. You look in the box. I don't oh, look in the box. oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, they now, now that I'm looking at it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Simon's so, Cat is actually a franchise. There's Simon's Cat Pop Time and Simon's Cat Sure uh, Crunch Time. Yeah. So like Angry Birds. So <laughs> on on the on the Google Play Store, there are two different companies. There are there's Tactile Games Limited. And that's what has all of these Simon's branded games. And then there's Tactile Games. Hmm. So I don't know if at some point they changed their name or or what. I don't know. Well, we're going to get here a little bit. Should we do our summary? Yeah. I was just going to say that it would be crazy if we're like broadcasting an unraveling of some super secret like I hope spy so. organization. <laughs> right. And so when we you all guys, go home tonight, we're going to get hit by like if you never like hear sleeping from darts. Right, right. They're going to wipe our brains. Level echelon. Exactly. Because it turns out Tactile Games is like a training organization right. for international Nazi assassins. People who stab Nazis. Exactly. Nightingale like with a clue. Hansy Nazis. Hansy Nazis. <laughs> That's the one where she... I think the Germans pronounce it Hansi. Yes. <laughs> Codename Nightingale. That's the that's the first one. <laughs> All right. Okay. So final thoughts. Final thoughts. You want me to start, or you want to start? Final thoughts. No, you go. Okay. Well, uh, but we have to finish with Olivia. Why? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so Robbie, 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 Robbie you thoughts. go first. Final <laughs> thoughts. Um, it is a game that is just better than it has any right to be in terms of the story. Um, I guess maybe the match three mechanic is better than normal. It's just not a genre that I like. Um, and I hope that more game developers do more like this, but different in a way that appeals to me, I guess. But <laughs> but <laughs> but the the spirit of what they're doing is is really good, and and I'm glad that there's more stuff like this in the mobile space. Yeah, nice. Um, I I'm fascinated by the game on so many levels, but mostly because I'm interested in how. On the one hand, game mechanics can be worked to make people enjoy a game, and on the other, how they can be used to manipulate people yeah. to eventually get some of them to give a game company money. And that's what interests me. Yeah. That's I, my take. There's definitely a, 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 definitely a part of that. I agree with Robbie. Um, this, this game is much better than I thought it would be, much more engaging, even though I also agree with Robbie that it's not my, thematically, it's not my kind of thing. It is probably certainly not marketed towards a uh, almost 50-year-old uh, dude like me. Uh, but it's really well done. It does what it does really well. Yeah. I, uh, you know, sort of the same. Um, I didn't expect to like it. Weirdly, I uh, connected with the story more than I thought I would, having recently bought a way too old house and working on it. So that yeah. I was like, yeah, that's relatable. It is, it is targeted to you. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, I wish I didn't run into that wall so early on that made me kind of turned off from it. Because I'm like, okay, well, I know how many levels there are. If that's how I feel already, I'm not, you know, I'm never going to get there. I'm not going to see that. 
so I wish, you know, that wasn't there quite so bit, so much, but, but overall, I liked it. It wasn't, you know, I don't have a lot of negative feelings about it, mm-hmm. moving onwards. Honestly, I don't know how much more I have to say about it. I mean, it's really more than anything, it just fascinates me. Um, all the things that it's doing, it's, it's unexpected, it's better than I expected. Um, but I'm really still glad that I'm going to be uninstalling it from my phone tomorrow <laughs> because it's also very addicting. Um, and instead, we're going to be installing another new mobile game to take over our I've already lives. installed it. Already installed it, yeah. Um, so next month, we're going to be playing Adorable Home, which is a game by Hyperbeard. Hyperbeard Studios? I think they're just called Hyperbeard. Um, and it's uh, a little bit of a different sort of game. It's sort of just a relaxing home simulator game. Mm. Um, Can't wait. And yeah, I'm excited to try it out. Fantastic. Yeah, me too. And uh, you guys, as always, if you play along with us, uh, we encourage you to play along with us. And if you do, talk to us on Facebook about it or on our website in the comments down below. Um, our theme music, which is playing below us right now, is Playing Loafer by Kevin McLeod. And um, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and uh, learn about all the other things that we're doing at Little Rock Games. And until next month, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Yeah. <laughs>